Hey, welcome to A Brief Chat. Today is Tuesday. It's the 7th of July, 2020. I'm Jason Crane. I'm Owen Crane. And today in Radical History, according to the Slingshot Collective Day Planner at slingshotcollective.org, in 1979, 2,000 people protested the development of uranium mines on native lands in South Dakota, or as you could just call it, in South Dakota, given that it's all native land, as is all of the rest of this <laughs> that we're sitting on. So that's uh, your radical history look for today. And now into the main body of the show, which has been carefully planned out and rehearsed. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. You should sit a little closer to the microphone and probably talk louder. There. Perfect. Hello. Yes. Get right in there. Nose to mic. That's the uh, broadcasting rule. <laughs> So actually, one thing I did want to um, talk about today, I know it's everywhere, but um, because it's everywhere, I wanted to talk about it, which I wanted to come come back to the coronavirus, which I haven't talked about on this show in a while. And in the very beginning, like before the NBA canceled their games, I remember saying to you, oh, you know, we made it through SARS and swine flu and, you know, everything else. This yeah. is probably going to go the same way as those went. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And... It, I mean, as it turned out, of course, I was completely wrong. Um, I'm not sure that early in the game it would have been possible to know how wrong I no. was. And then I remember the night the NBA canceled their season thinking, hmm, maybe this is a different kind of a beast. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like we've come to the other end where it's like I feel like I'm at DEFCON 1. I'm at all alarms blazing all the time. Yeah. And a lot of the times I kind of look around me and it's like it's over. Yeah. Yeah, people are trying to pretend that it's not happening because they can't deal. Because we were told that we only had to deal for like three months and, or two months, or just a month, and... Then it would magically disappear. Yeah, that's not how this works. No, not at all. I mean, the fact... DEFCON 1 is completely rational, especially given, too, that I think you posted, uh, I guess, I think it was a New York Times article that said that the daily new case count in Arizona exceeds the entire daily case count of the European Union right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that seems fair. We're one state. <laughs> We're one state with a lot of spread out people. Like, We're one state with 7 million people in it. The European Union has 446 million people in it. Yeah. And we have more cases of coronavirus each day. Yeah. <laughs> that, that seems bad. Doesn't it? <laughs> Last night... I... You just, I forget exactly what we were talking about, but you just uh, turned to me at one point and said, we might have moved here at the worst possible time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not even that. I uh, I actually lost my filter accidentally a little bit at work yesterday because a lady was telling me how um, she w when things were really bad in Brooklyn, she has a brother there and they were trying to get him out here. And now she and her family are trying to get themselves out there. And I told her that fact and I'm like, yeah. Isn't that just terrifying? And then I was like, oh, wait, I shouldn't have said that last bit. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like this is a time for honesty. Like, for example, I at the radio station where I work, we have a policy that except for news items, like if there's a, what, a mask mandate imposed or whatever, yeah. we essentially we barely mentioned the coronavirus. We did in the beginning like we. You know, we had some things about washing your hands and that kind of stuff that ran on the station. Yeah. But now we essentially act like it doesn't exist. And to me, that I get that the reason that they're doing that is because they feel like it's a hot button political issue. Well, and it is. That's not a that's not a wrong feeling. But that's also kind of isn't that fucked up? It's completely <laughs> fucked up. And it's 
choosing the wrong side of history on this thing. Like, we're in the middle of an enormous crisis, and your silence will not protect us from this crisis. And I get that it's not designed to be a news station. I get that it's supposed to be, like, feel-good music station. But maybe ignoring <laughs> that fact is, you know... I mean, but like, the your um, director sound, sent out a really great email, like, right as you started about coronavirus that was like you know we shouldn't ignore this like that would be disingenuous to all the people living with it right now and it's like my dude there are way more people dealing with it in your like listening area right now and i think it would be easier to defend if we hadn't done like wall-to-wall coverage of the wildfires because wildfires well they sometimes are a political issue but generally speaking everybody thinks it's bad to have your house burned down (laughs) But apparently not everybody thinks it's bad for the coronavirus to spread like a wildfire. So we'll talk about actual wildfires, which killed zero people and damaged one house. But we won't talk at all about the coronavirus. Which, which has, has killed hundreds of millions of people. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so it's it's a weird time. I mean, I just, uh, I continue to feel like we are in this, like, Alice uh, through the looking glass kind of world where we moved here with our, you know, big city leftist, anarchist, socialist thoughts, and we moved out to Arizona, like, just in time for all of that to be, like, bulldozed under the ground. Yeah. And it's just a very, I feel very disassociated from the world in some ways. Yeah. And I don't know if you talked about when I was sick. I don't show. think we have yet, so, no, so we should. Yeah, so I'm fine, I should say. I just didn't have the Rona. Um, but we thought I had the had coronavirus, possibly, um, because obviously I've been working out in the public every day. I constantly wear a mask and gloves, constantly and disinfecting everything that any patient touches, change my gloves, wash my hands after every patient. And but- you're rude to them, which keeps them at a distance. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm nice, thank you. I try to tell you to be, but you never <laughs> Yeah, I know, to I really can't. I'm the biggest pushover. Um, so last Sunday... Last Sunday I got... I woke up with, like, body aches, and I was exhausted, and I was coughing, um, and I couldn't taste anything. And so, like, I immediately texted my boss, and I was like, guess what? <laughs> um, and she was she was really, really supportive about it, which was awesome. Like, she uh, offered to, like, come bring us groceries or stuff so we didn't have to go out and everything like that. And I immediately, like, scheduled myself a test, um, which also, that's a little scary right now, too. It's incredibly hard to get a test in Arizona. Like... At one point, I stayed on hold on fo- on the phone for three hours, and I still didn't even get to talk to a person to even get them to schedule me a test. People have been staying in their cars in the 110 degree heat in Arizona yeah. long enough for their cars to run out of gas, like eight hours in a line waiting for a test. Yeah, exactly. We're running out of swabs. Yeah, the mayor state. of Phoenix, uh, she went to... F- we live in Tucson, of course, but the mayor of Phoenix, um, which is an even larger city in Arizona, went to FEMA since April asking them for help with testing. They told her they're getting out of the testing business. She's tried to go to uh, private uh, companies here in the U.S. And then she has a middle school friend who now works for a company that develops testing in Europe. So she's like down to that level of like, who do I know on Facebook who might be able to help us yeah. get tests in Phoenix? Yeah, so anyway, back to you. You were finally able to get a test Tuesday morning. Yes. I sneezed like eight times. It wasn't the poke your brain test. It was just the you're going to swivel this weird Q-tip in your nose test. And it was real itchy. And the guy was really nice and had a cool Naruto tattoo. And uh, 
But yeah, it just turned out, I guess it was just the flu or something because it wasn't the Rona, which is good. But it was such a relief. I mean, <clears throat> but I was, I was like, I just had this low level anxiety the whole time because I was like, what if Jason gets sick? What if I've infected any of the very elderly patients I work with or the very young patients I work with or literally anybody, you know? Not and, to mention, we've already lost a member of your family to the coronavirus. Mm-hmm, technically, too. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've known three people who've had coronavirus. Two of them are dead, and one of them was on a ventilator. So the fact that that was my experience going into this and then thinking that I might have had coronavirus was scary. And I have asthma, too, you know? like So it made sense that whenever I get sick, obviously, I get kind of short of breath and I cough. But at the same time, it was also like there's a good chance that this could hurt me more so but everything turned out fine so wear a fucking mask so please wear a mask and you know social not no one okay here's the deal no one who's listening to this program needs to be told to wear a mask but but please tell somebody else who's not wearing a mask to wear a mask exactly my my thinking now is it is time we we can obviously we can't rely on the government to save us in this situation that the government is in any situation beyond incompetent in on the national level and then on many of the state levels also beyond incompetent if you happen to live in a place where the government has done a good job that's fabulous but we can't rely on other people to do the work for us. We really have to be telling our neighbors, our family, I mean, making the case, if you've got members of your family who think that the mask is robbing their brain of oxygen, that the brain, their brains are already toast. But you should try to make some kind of argument. If it was young people in your family who you know are getting together at a party or whatever, I mean, we, we've got to do something in this country to reverse our inability to care about one another. And again, I know people listening to this are not in that crowd. But you may know people, and I think it's time for us to be speaking up more loudly than we have been, because we need to reverse this tide of stupidity that has swept over the country at the same time as the virus that has turned masks into a political issue. And, like, literal lives are at stake. Yeah. Yeah. 130,000 people have died already in this country. Anyway, I'm just very angry, and there's you guys don't need to be preached to, but do do some preaching to other people when you get a chance to, okay? It's super important, and we've... We've got to do something. We are not out of, not only are we not out of phase one, phase one is worsening at exponential rates. And we just, there's no bright light on the horizon. There's no vaccine on the horizon right now. And quite honestly, a third of respondents to a poll done last week said they wouldn't take the vaccine because they don't trust the government and vaccines. You can't build herd immunity if a third of your population refuses to take the medicine. So we're completely fucked unless we as people convince our friends and family and neighbors to start acting more responsibly and to we have to always model that behavior we have to do everything we can to get that message out because quite honestly this is like a i mean (laughs) we're up against it this is one of those moments where we're going to look back and try and think about what we did the same way with the rise of fascism in this country and the global warming catastrophe that is still happening at the same time as all of this We've we got to start taking some stands. It's it's just not enough to to preach to the choir anymore, even though that's also important. Anyway, that's it for today. Oh, and I'm so glad you were here. Yeah, thanks. Me too. I'm, I'm going to go. Glad you don't have the Rona. Yeah, me too. I'm going to go jet to work because I'm currently. Oh, my God. It's 1040. I know. I'm not wearing pants. And you're supposed to be at work in 20 minutes. Yeah, it's fine. You better sprint. Okay, bye. I All love right, you. I love you. Bye. Uh, that's the show for today. Owen is running off to put pants on. 
and uh, presumably take off the oversized t-shirt of mine that they're wearing because that doesn't seem serve safe. And you can go to briefchat.com and find all the previous episodes. Uh, tomorrow on the show, Farwaz80 is back with book reviews for the month of July. So come back for that. We'll have some poetry on Friday. Although, as I say that, it occurs to me that uh, I need to figure out what we're going to do about that. But it'll happen. Don't worry about it. I love you. A better world is possible, but we really do have a lot of work to do. And, like, public work. <laughs> <laughs>